Bill Belichick may not be a travel agent, but he better be a good host. The Patriots welcoming DeAndre Hopkins for a visit as mandatory minicamp wraps up early. So stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're paying some well-deserved homage to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, a special thanks for joining me here today. A special shout out, as always all of you locked on everydayers out there those of you who make locked on patriots possible you stick with us through the highs and the lows we are making one more upgrade to our video experience and again i just remain humbled and honored by your support you're truly amazing thank you for making locked on patriots a daily part of your new england patriots coverage and speaking of your new england patriots folks they are headed for summer vacation. That's right. Following two days of mandatory minicamp practices on the fields adjacent to Gillette Stadium, the Pats decided to forego Wednesday's third and final session in favor of an off-site team building activity. And the team is not expected back in Foxborough until the reporting process for training camp begins in late July. So ultimately, the Pats conclude their off-season program after holding 10 practices club conducted eight organized team activities, you and I know them as OTAs, leading up to minicamp with an additional two sessions taking place earlier this week on Monday and Tuesday. And of course, none of us will forget that the team was stripped two days of OTAs in May due to a scheduling rule violation. Now, Bill Belichick cutting the offseason program short is nothing new. In fact, this has probably been on the books and very much expected. It's happened several times in the past. And in fact, a Wednesday morning report by Mike Reese of ESPN indicated that there really was a sense of finality on the field after Tuesday's practice with a lot of players and coaches working on everything from contingency personnel situations to backup quarterback drills with the team's offense, which lends a lot of light as to why Bailey Zappi saw extended time with the starters yesterday. So the dates and the times for the first few public days of access at training camp And folks, we are very close to that. It's just a little over a month away. Those are going to be announced once confirmed in the next few weeks, probably late July. So keep an eye out for that. But Bill Belichick is not taking the day off, folks. Oh, no, there's no days off in Foxborough. In fact, he's about to host the most sought-after free agent on the market right now. After meeting with the Tennessee Titans on Monday, five-time All-Pro receiver DeAndre Hopkins scheduled to meet with your New England Patriots on Wednesday and on Thursday. And dare I say, there are positive rumblings that the team may not let him leave town without signing a contract. And honestly, folks, it's starting to look like it could actually happen because 
in my opinion, this visit is going to make or break the pursuit of DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre leaves New England without signing a deal on Thursday, he's just not going to be a Patriot. All the pieces are in place right now for him to sign while he's here. We've established they have the money. They have just a hair under $14 million in cap space. Of course, as relayed to us by the Pats cap himself, Miguel Benzon, we also know that they can allocate more by parting with a veteran or two. And we're going to go more on that in a moment, folks. But the only obstacle right now that seems to be in the way of DeAndre signing here is the supposed rocky relationship between DeAndre Hopkins and new Patriots offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. These two had a tumultuous relationship when they were in Houston together with the Texans. But last week, Bill O'Brien tried to put a little bit of a positive spin on this, saying he was, quote, plenty on board with making DeAndre Hopkins a Patriot. And this morning on Wednesday, ESPN's Diana Rossini reported that both sides, meaning Bill and DeAndre, are on the same page with, quote, no animosity at all. Now, folks, I always like to say, I quote the great Aristotle several times here on Locked On Patriots. All you everydayers out there are nodding your head. You've heard me mention this quote several times. Virtue lies in the middle on that one. I think there was probably a little animosity, but I also think it was probably overblown in a lot of ways. But if Diana's report is indeed the case and both of these sides can coexist, then it may be a significant reason for optimism. And it would lend some added context to a report by Jeff Howe of The Athletic, which says that, quote, there's optimism. The two sides can find a way to reach an agreement. And Jeff is very trustworthy. If he puts pen to paper, I'm investing in it. And he went on to say, quote, there is no denying Hopkins can still be one of the most dominant receivers in the league when he's on the field. But the two sides have to decide whether they're a good match for one another. And it sounds like there's some common motivation to find that common ground. I don't know about you folks, but that's sounding pretty good, right? Well, I know some of you are still worried about money. As a matter of fact, our good friend Thomas Murphy expressed some concern about the amount of money not being here in Foxborough for DeAndre to sign with. Well, for those of you still worried about money, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated is quoting two NFL team executives earlier this week who think that the value on DeAndre Hopkins, especially at age 31 and entering the free agent pool at a very odd time. Don't forget, most of what teams are going to spend has already been allocated. Breer's report indicates that DeAndre's worth may actually be a fraction of what we may think on the open market. And I'm quoting Bert directly here. He says, what, quote, one said that if he were a free agent in March, he'd still see DeAndre Hopkins as an $18 million player on a multi-year deal. But it's such a strange time to reach the market, everyone has already spent and allocated. And Bert continues, another executive guest, he'll get between $8 million and $10 million on a one-year deal. Folks, with DeAndre set to visit here on Wednesday and Thursday, keep it here to Locked On Patriots for the very latest on DeAndre's visit and status. That 8 to $10 million seems awfully doable for the New England Patriots. And again, like I said, if he's allowed to leave, this area without signing a contract on Thursday, then the two sides are just not willing to come together. Or DeAndre has a very good indication that what he can get elsewhere is more than eight to $10 million a year. Or he's willing to just sell out the amount of money to try to chase a ring. That is another factor to consider. DeAndre's resume is very impressive, but without a Super Bowl ring, 
doesn't quite have that same gravitas that several of his colleagues have. So as I always like to say, keep a sharp eye. It's going to get interesting. But what does potentially adding DeAndre Hopkins all mean for the Patriots wideouts that are currently on the roster? Well, we know that Kendrick Bourne is on board. He said earlier this week when speaking with reporters that he's all for, quote, whatever will help the team win. But one of his teammates well, doesn't seem too happy about it. We'll discuss that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make your way over to FanDuel right now because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel is a great, great partner to work with. They have great promotions every day, safe and secure is their application, and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making LockedOn Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And tomorrow here on the pod, we continue our mini camp coverage, breaking down the standouts and those with something to prove, along with our continued watch on the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. So stay locked in, folks. You are not going to want to miss this. But as DeAndre Hopkins visits with the Pats, not everyone is excited about this. And I'm not just talking about some talking heads, or I'm not talking about fans of other teams. I'm talking about fans of the New England Patriots. A lot of you listening to this right now probably feel that way. You've expressed your concern over DeAndre's age, his lack of top-level speed, potential chemistry issues with the roster. These are all valid concerns. But imagine if DeAndre Hopkins was coming here to take your job. Well, that's apparently how Patriots wideout Devontae Parker is feeling right now. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he seemed a little hot under the collar when reporters spoke with him following practice on Tuesday on this subject. And look, Devontae came in here as a former member of the Dolphins, really wanted to make his mark with the Patriots. He had a productive first season with New England, 31 catches, 539 yards, three touchdowns, but his performance was hindered by injury-related absences, and because of that, it really made it challenging for him to develop that synergy with Mac Jones that he needed to, that sustained connection throughout the season that allowed them to develop the trust they need between passer and catcher. And several of my colleagues in the media have said this, and I want to give a tip of the cap to Mike Cadlick of WEEI, who had a really good piece on this earlier this week, in that... Parker may be feeling the DeAndre Hopkins rumors a little deeper than most out there. He knows that he's being rumored as the odd man out. In fact, like I said, he got a little bit testy with reporters when they asked him about D-Hop, just repeatedly saying, we're focusing on us. All fairness, he acknowledged that DeAndre is a great player, but he did seem a little standoffish when the questions were asked maybe even, dare I say, a little bit annoyed. And honestly, he's playing like it so far on the field. He's playing with a little bit more aggression than we saw last season. He's making contested catches, and he's making it a point to develop a chemistry with Mac Jones. And because of that, Devontae Parker has been quite active with the first-team offense in minicamp so far. 
And that completed arguably the play of the day on Tuesday to Devontae. A high fade made the athletic grab over cornerback Jonathan Jones, who was really playing tight coverage, folks. That was a 25-yard completion. These two looked very much on the same page at that point. And you have to wonder if Parker is feeling the rumors of Hopkins arriving a little bit, trying to let this Patriots brass know, hey, there's a reason why you brought me aboard last year. I can play the X receiver up here. I can do this job. And that's why I think this potential acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins could have noteworthy ramifications for Parker's role within the team. They're both perimeter X receivers. They're both contested catch machines. DeAndre in his heyday had much more speed than Devante has, but at the same time, DeAndre has slowed a little bit. And because of that, it's going to be more of an equal type footing with these guys. All things being equal, I would probably give the nod to DeAndre Hopkins on being the better player, but Parker definitely has a fire in him that makes him someone to consider keeping on this roster. But even if that's the case, Parker's going to see a reduced role in this offense or really face the prospect of being released or even traded. With Parker's one-year contract lacking any guaranteed money, which means that if the Patriots cut him loose, there is no dead money hit, folks. That means he may be the most enticing candidate for the Patriots to explore moving. That would free up $6.2 million in cap space for the New England Patriots. And at this point, because he and DeAndre play the same position, and because there's still a number of players on this roster that are a little bit more versatile in their attack, this is going to be an interesting one, folks. So stick around, stay tuned on this. Things could get interesting between DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Parker, and what it means for this Patriots wide receiver core. But will it be Hopkins in and Parker out? Well, that's still to be determined, but one player that is out is James Robinson. The veteran running back being released by the Patriots on Monday created a roster spot on the running back depth chart, but unlike the receivers, this one should be filled in-house. We'll discuss that and more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining me here today on the pod. A proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network is the Locked On Patriots podcast, and we appreciate you staying tuned because we are your team every day. And because we've been talking so much offense lately, I know a lot of you are clamoring for some defense talk, and we're going to be talking a lot about the offense, but we will talk about this multifaceted defense as well. Players that Matthew Judon called unicorns, and we'll be welcoming back an old friend to discuss it. Yeah, folks, all of you everydayers out there know exactly who I'm talking about. So exciting stuff still to come here this week on Locked On Patriots. Be sure to stay locked in. But the receivers are not the only position group facing questions heading into training camp. And we touched upon this a bit earlier in the week. All of you everydayers will notice that running back James Robinson was not among the players on the field this week for minicamp. And that's because the Patriots waived the fourth year running back on Monday afternoon. After less than three months with the team, Robinson finds himself in search of a new home. And don't forget, he had signed a two-year, $8 million deal in March. And Robinson was expected to compete for the second spot on this positional depth chart, vacated by former Patriot and current Buffalo Bills running back Damian Harris. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't feel right saying Buffalo Bills and Damian Harris in the same sentence, folks. I don't like it either. Kendrick Bourne didn't think so either. Take a look at his Instagram post earlier this week, and it shows Damian and Buffalo Blue 
let's just say Kendrick wasn't a fan. But even though Robinson struggled to assimilate into New England's system during their offseason program, and it did seem like a little bit of an odd fit on the field, a recent report from The Athletic indicates that Robinson's injury situation really played the major role in the Patriots' decision to cut him loose. In short, both the knee and the Achilles injuries, there were just too much to overcome for the Pats. James couldn't stay on the field, and New England decided to make the decision to part ways with him early on. So the Patriots now once again are searching for a suitor to help lessen the workload of feature back Ramondre Stevenson. And we all know that Stevenson is the number one here. He's the alpha in the room. No one is questioning that. 1,040 yards with five touchdowns last season while averaging five yards per carry in the lead role. He also caught 69 passes for 421 yards and one touchdown as a backfield receiver. So with Robinson removed from the Foxborough fold, who is the next man up? Who is going to help Ramondre Stevenson get a little much-needed rest? Because as great as he was last year, and I'm talking about Ramondre, folks, he struggled without getting rest last year. Ramondre looked like someone who was completely burnt out by the end of the season. And that's something the Patriots have to avoid at all costs this year. They need players on the field that can help him get the rest he needs and also keep him healthy and safe. So in that regard, who is the next man up on the Patriots running back depth chart? Well, my vote's going to go to Ty Montgomery and Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. No, folks, I'm not copping out. I'll explain what I mean in just a moment. Let's start with Ty Montgomery first, because following a strong performance during last year's training camp in 2022, Ty was expected to play a prominent role in the Pats' offense, as well as special teams. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. He suffered a knee injury in the Pats' preseason finale, which, along with a lingering shoulder injury, ultimately ended his season after taking only 21 snaps in the team season opener against the Miami Dolphins. But the Patriots still always kept high hopes for Ty. And as he came into the season, they hoped that he would be able to show some of the promise that he showed in the previous season. Well, I can tell you from what I've seen on the field from him, Ty Montgomery has been as advertised. He came in on a mission and he looks to be ready to make that contribution and help open the eyes of a lot of Patriots fans in the process. During OTAs so far, he's appeared to be settling into an offensive option on third down, as well as a backfield receiver. Because of that, you're seeing him used an awful lot with the first team offense. He's even getting some snaps as the third receiver option, the Z option off the line of scrimmage. So keep an eye on that. You may see that in select packages a little bit. But at present, I think Ty Montgomery appears to be the most likely candidate to get the second most touches on this running back depth chart right behind Ramondre Stevenson. But we all know that Ty's not an early down workhorse. He's not someone that's going to rip off 10, 11, 12 yard runs on second or first down. The Patriots are going to need somebody that's capable of doing that. You're going to need some speed and you're going to need a little bit of veteran savvy. Well, the veteran savvy might be a little hard to come by, but the speed I think is going to be got from second year running back Pierre Strong. That's where Strong's going to come into play here. I think he has the potential to be a significant contributor in the backfield. He's the type of runner who can move with ease between the tackles. He demonstrates great patience in finding his seam. Those are two traits that you love to see in running backs, and he definitely possesses them. As he hones in his skill and as he gets more comfortable and is trained a little bit more, 
you're really going to see Pierre Strong, I think, pop right off the page. Once he harnesses that in, then I think he has what I would describe as an above average burst through the hole and the speed necessary to break away. So that to me is where he sees the field. Now, I will agree there's not a gigantic amount of line items on his resume. It's not overly impressive in his rookie season. Suited up for 15 games, so the Patriots clearly had hopes for him. They weren't trying to stash him or redshirt him or anything like that. He was on the roster and available to play in 15 games. That tells you Patriots had at least some faith in what he could do on the field. He only carried the ball 10 times for 100 yards and one touchdown in 2022, but where the Patriots look at him as an asset is his vertical speed, his quick break from the backfield, and because of that, I think he's the probable choice to take on a reserve role on early downs. So if Ty Montgomery is going to be your third down backfield receiving weapon and Pierre Strong is going to be your early downer, now where do you go from there? The Patriots still have an open spot here, and I do believe they'll carry more than three running backs, at least four. The other beneficiary from all of this has got to be Kevin Harris, and he's the other second-year running back on this roster. Spent the first five weeks of 2022 on the practice squad, but he did see action in five regular season games once he was elevated to the top squad. 52 yards, 18 carries, and one touchdown in his rookie season. This guy is built low to the ground, and he's built very strong down there. 5'10", 221 pounds, solid legs. This guy is a power runner. He's that straightforward power runner that can provide some short yardage production. And... He's a reliable running back, too. Very good hands. Patriots love that. They love guys who are not putting balls on the ground. And I think he's got the talent to quickly develop into a solid rotational option in the Patriots' backfield. So you've got the basis covered here, folks. I know a lot of people were thinking that when James got released, Patriots were going to have to bring in a veteran, someone of Damian Harris's caliber, maybe, to be the second option behind from Andre Stevenson. There's always a chance they'll do it, so keep a sharp eye because in training camp, you may see a new body in here. But based on what I saw on the field, I think the Patriots are going to use this by committee. I think each of these guys specializes in a certain area that complements the other. Ramondre can do all of these, folks, so he's the jack-of-all-trades at the top of the heap. But Ty Montgomery can be your receiving option. He'll give you a few carries here and there as well. I think Pierre Strong is your breakaway runner, and I think Kevin Harris is your power runner in goal line situations. And don't forget, J.J. Taylor is still on this roster as well. There's a lot of spunk, a lot of shiftiness in this kid. He hasn't quite put it all together at the pro level yet, but there is still the ability to make contributions. I think he's getting a little long in the tooth to be a practice squatter this year. Who knows? J.J. may actually earn his way onto the roster with a strong showing in training camp. And speaking of training camp, folks, we are a little over a month away from that starting, but the Patriots coverage is not going anywhere. It continues for you here, starting with this Thursday and Friday. So stay locked in, folks, because we're going to have defensive talk with the returning resident voice of reason. Yeah, again, folks, your everydayers are not in your head. I can see it. I can feel it. You know who's coming back here. And don't forget that the Countess of Claz is also going to be joining us this week. Claire Clazy, Claire Cooper of A Claire Perspective joins me. Going to talk a little tight endage and Mike Gusecki, but we're also going to talk Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Gonzalez, so much more. Folks, you will not want to miss the voice of reason. You will not want to miss Claire's clairvoyance. So keep it locked in to Locked On Patriots. But in the meantime... 
I want to thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. I am Mike DeBate. I remind you to stay safe, stay well, and to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked On Patriots.